is good my spiritual sidekicks my money manifestors i hope that everything has been well with you now let's um the time that i'm recording this it's just um on the cusp of going into thursday you guys know i love um leveraging the energy for thursday that has to do with jupiter and expansion and money and wealth and from what i understand he's a jolly fellow right but um yeah so let's get into i believe this is chapter 10 of the science of getting rich by dr uh, wallace waddles um the proven mental program for how to get rich okay i hope that um each of the chapters have been a blessing to you i know that rereading them um with you has definitely helped me and it's given me time to marinate over the week and build you know, step by step. So let's get right into it. This one is, this segment is titled Further Use of the Will. So last week was, he was talking about the use of the will. Um, and I hope that that gave a lot of you clarity. And it also helped you to kind of fine tune the things that you're allowing into your thoughts and into your minds and <clears throat> that type of thing. So this one is called the Further Use of the Will. And I always laugh at this part because right when I'm going to read it, I realize how small the font is. <laughs> okay. It says, you cannot retain a true and clear vision of wealth if you are constantly turning your attention to opposing pictures, whether they be external or imaginary, right? And I definitely picked up on that last week. It was just kind of like clarity. And turn your attention, you know, what where your attention goes or flows is what will grow, right? Where your attention flows is what will grow. <clears throat> it says, ooh, oh man, I already feel it. This is going, this is, <sighs> this, this is going to turn some of y'all upside down, but let's do it. I'm up for the challenge. Um, it says, do not, ooh. Do not tell of your past troubles of a financial nature if you have had them. (sighs) Do not think of them at all. Do not tell of the poverty of your parents or the hardships of your early life. Have mercy, you guys. Last week, if I'm honest with you, um, I started a practice the week before because I, I didn't um, share last week, but the week before when we read the use of the will, I took it to heart and I started to, to pay attention to, oh, but this this is actually a little bit further because I know I've done some podcasts and I talked about some of the things growing up and that type of energy, but listen, I'm going to commit myself to this right alongside with you, okay? So even moving forward, Do not tell of your past troubles of a financial nature if you have had them. Do not think of them at all. Do not tell of the poverty of your parents or the hardships in your early life. To do any of these things is to mentally class yourself with the poor for the time being, and it will certainly check the movement of things in your direction. Listen, I don't want that, okay? Um, So I'm right there with you. 
And so he has a quote here. It says, let the dead bury the dead, as Jesus said. Okay. It says, put poverty and all things that pertain to poverty completely behind you. Ooh, child, completely. Mm. You have accepted a certain theory of the universe as being correct and are resting all your hopes of happiness on being correct. What can you gain by giving heed to conflicting theories? Do, ooh, hoo, hoo. Do not read religious books which tell you that the world is coming to an end. Listen, when I tell you I love this book... <laughs> This, I'll, I'll put a dis, I will put a disclaimer. This this will trigger TF out of some Christians, but do not read religious books which tell you that the world is soon coming to an end, and do not read the writings of muckrackers. Muckrackers, Doctor Waddles, what is this word? Muckrackers, and pessimistic philosophers who tell you that is that it is going to be the going to the devil. <clears throat> I guess the idea that money is evil. So it says, do not read the writing of muckrackers and pessimistic philosophers who tell you that it is going to the devil. The world is not going to the devil. It is going to God. It is becoming, it is wonderful becoming. True. There may be a good many things in existing conditions which are disagreeable, but what is the use of studying them when they are certainly passing away, and when the study of them only tends to check their passing and keep them with us? Why give time and attention to things which are being removed by evolutionary growth, when you can hasten their removal only by promoting the evolutionary growth as far as your part of it goes. And um, when I think the two weeks back, that last reading, it was just driving home the importance of, you know, and even one of the last podcasts I did where it can kind of feel like you want to change and transform the world. But um, Dr. Waddles was saying it starts with you right the evolution and so here he's saying the evolutionary growth as far as your part of it goes okay um i love how it can feel so jarring because I, I think if you're a light worker or grew up in like in the church it's kind of like you're focusing on everybody else and the whole world and just everything outside of your nucleus yourself your family right <clears throat> It says, you can hasten their removal by only by promoting the evolutionary growth as far as your part of it goes. Okay? And I'm going to keep up this language moving forward with my content. It says, no matter how horrible in seeming... Y'all, no matter how horrible and seeming may be the conditions in certain countries, section or places, you waste your time and destroy your own chances by considering them. And, you know, I'm always fascinated by divine timing. Um, I did not read last week, but at the time that I'm reading this, we're about in mid-March, and we have that whole Ukraine war going on. Right, but I do believe in divine timing and and inspired 
timing of when we hear messages. And so here it is, just a reminder, no matter how horrible in seeming, I think he means it seems, no matter how horrible in seeming may be the condition in certain countries, sections, or places, you waste your time and destroy your chances by considering them. You should interest yourself in the world's becoming rich. Think of the riches of the Think of the riches the world is coming into instead of the poverty it is going out of. And bear in mind that the only way in which you can assist the world in growing rich is by growing rich yourself through the creative method, not the competitive one. And that was one of my favorite chapters. Um, He's just reminding you that, you know, this is one of those things where we've always been taught, and especially like coming from a business background, it's like, or business administration, MBA, that type of thing, compete, compete, who are your competitors, who are the other people in this field that are doing the same thing and what makes them successful. But he does earlier in this booklet talk about the creative method. When you're com- creative, you're ahead of the, of the, um, eight ball, right? It puts you in a point where people are behind you, but you can always pivot and move and and be the, the leader in things. That was one of my favorite, favorite ch- chapters, a game changer for me. It says, give your attention wholly to riches. Ignore poverty. Sir, yes, sir. It says, whenever you think of or speak of those who are poor, Think and speak of them as those who are becoming rich, as those who are to be congratulated rather than pitied. Then they and others will catch the inspiration and begin to search for the way out. And it's interesting to me because listening to this and hearing this, my level of consciousness has raised, raised, and I can pick up on the nuances Right. Because um, one of the things that came up in some of the other stuff I've been listening to is it's important for us to focus on the cure. Right. Um, We have a lot of things that talk about the cause. And for some, you know, there's there's important business models out there like uh, Lean Six Sigma that talks about, you know, you have the investigator, the doctor and the mechanic. Um, so everything has its purpose, but as far as we're concerned, we're looking for the cure. And so part of this in, in you first getting clarity that it is possible for them to get rich. Now the question is how, okay. And so in asking how they can become rich, now you're beginning to search for the way out. I hope that makes sense, right? It's things like this, like I could have read this even two weeks ago, and I would have glazed right over it. But it's understanding that with the inspiration, you begin to search for the way out. I think that is key. Okay, focusing on the cure. Okay, let's not get ourselves stuck and muddled in we know the world is going down and basket probably not that statement's probably not in alignment with everything that he's just saying to talk about but instead of us staying stuck there and focusing on everything that's been going on wrong for hundreds of years we know that we can get out of it okay so now let's focus on how okay and let's move forward in that direction right
began the search for the way out. It says, because I say that you are to give your whole time and mind and thought to riches, it does not follow that you are to be sorted or mean. I agree with that. I agree. It doesn't mean that you are um, mean or like a bully or belittle people who um, are poor. It just means that you think differently. <laughs> it says to become really rich is the noblest aim you can live have in life, for it includes everything else. On the competitive plane, the struggle to get rich is a godless scramble for power over other men. But when we come into the creative mind, all that is changed. And I love that because what this is talking about is the idea of lack, right? Um, it's the idea that you don't have creativity within yourself. You don't have original, originality and individuality and uniqueness. And so now you're copying what everybody else around you is doing right? That has to do with a lack mindset. And so when that person moves, then you're the next day you're getting up and you're trying to do what they're doing and trying to compete with them. Um, for those with you have been with me, have been with me on this journey. We have been talking about how each of us are so unique. We are as unique as their fingerprints. Our natal chart is as unique as our fingerprints. And there is no one that has ever come before you that will be like you and no one ever will, right? And so then when we start to talk about um, coming into the creative mind, we should be getting daily inspirations to do different things and different, you know, I talk about the spiritual supplements of the placements of the stars. Um, right now at the time I'm recording this, we are moving from Pisces into into Aries and <clears throat> You're going to have different thoughts and feelings and views on your services and goods and products in the energy of Pisces than you will with Aries. And it will even have a component of of um, action when you move into Aries and moving throughout each of the years with Leo and Virgo and Sagittarius and um, if I mention Virgo and Aquarius and Cancer and all of them, right? So it says here... Um, but when we come into the creative mind, all of that is changed. Now you have an abundance of originality, creativity, and ideas that are unique to you and that no one can and ever will be able to replicate or duplicate. It says, all that is possible in the way of greatness and soul unfoldment of service and lofty endeavor comes by way of getting rich. All is made possible by the use of things. If you lack for physical health, you will find that the attainment of its condition of it is conditional on you getting rich. Excuse me. <clears throat> Only those who are emancipated from financial worry and who have the means to live a carefree existence and follow hygienic practices can have and retain health. Moral and spiritual greatness is possible only to those who are above the competitive battle for existence. Mm. And only those who are becoming rich on the plane of creative thought are free from the degrading influences of competition Listen, 
those couple of sentences are so deep. Um, if your heart is set on domestic happiness, remember that love flourishes best where there is refinement, a high level of thought, and freedom from the corrupting, free from corrupting influences. And these are to be found only where riches are attained by the exercise of creative thought, without strife or rivalry. Ooh. That paragraph, y'all, is so deep. I'm, I'm not going to have time to unpackage all of it. <clears throat> but that is a whole treasure box in and of itself. It says, you can aim at nothing so great or noble, I repeat, as to become rich. And you must fix your attention upon your mental picture of riches to the exclusion of all that may tend to dim or obscure the vision. Mm. You must learn to see the underlying truth in all things. You must see beneath all seemingly wrong conditions the great one life. That's in, He has it in all caps. The great one life. Ever moving forward towards fuller expression and more complete happiness. It is a truth that there is no such thing what it is the truth that there is no such thing as poverty that there is only wealth hmm. some people remain in poverty because they are ignorant of the fact that there is wealth for them and these can best be taught by showing them the way to affluence in your own person and practice right so that's one of the things he was driving home in the last chapter was you become rich and you know it's one thing and i'm experiencing that now like i have told family i've told friends listen this is how i'm making my passive income i will never work for anyone else again right and so it's one thing for them to see me going in with the enthusiasm but i know that each month that passes by and as they start to see the lifestyle unfold it's kind of like wait a minute what were you talking about well, how did you say that you were able to get this or get that and afford these type of things? But you have to become it first, right? And then because you have, as it should be, right? Once you establish yourself, now you can share the truth and now you can lead the way and now you can make a difference and now you can show them that it's possible and it can be done, right? <clears throat> Showing them the way to affluence in your own person and practice. I'm sorry, you guys. Let me just... Um, it says, others are poor because while they feel that there is a way out, they are too... Oh, shit. They are too intellectually indolent to put forth the mental effort necessary to find that way and travel by it. Yo, I y'all, I love words. So when Dr. Waddles is calling these people intellectually indolent, that is <laughs> freaking drag. They know that there's a way out, but they're too intellectually indolent. Good lord, I would <laughs> want to call somebody this so bad. Oh my goodness, forgive me. Okay, they are too intellectually indolent to put forth the mental effort necessary to find that way and travel by it. And for the, these, the very best thing you can do is to arouse their desire by showing them the happiness that comes from being rightly rich. 
Others are, others still are poor because while they have some notion of science, they have become so swamped and lost in the maze of metaphysical and occult theories that they do not know which road to take. Mm. You know, and this is nice too, because this book is simple, it's straightforward. I think it's only like 77 pages or something like that. And so it's easy for you to be pulled in so many different directions, like he said, in different um, metaphysical and theories about manifestation and Neville Goddards and Abraham Hicks and um, all of these different things. You can become so swamped and lost in the maze that they do not know which, which road to take. They try a mixture of many systems and fail in all. For these, again, the very best thing to do is to show the right way in your own person and practice. An ounce of doing things is worth a pound of theorizing. Mm. The very best thing you can do for the whole world is to make the most of yourself. You can serve God and man in no more effective way than by getting rich. So that's actually a pro for Christians, right? I'm still going to put the disclaimer out there, but it's like Dr. Waddles, I think he's a believer, but I or he was, but I think that his idea is almost kind of like mine. It's like super um, ultra uh, altruistic or idealistic. Like if this is who you're going to say God is, then this is the high vibrational. It's not the poverty mindset that they are selling you on mass production on the corner of every street, right? He's saying like, if you're going to serve God and man, the most effective way is by being rich, okay? That is, if you get rich by the creative method and not by the competitive one. Another thing, we assert that this book gives in detail the principles of the science of getting rich. And if that is true, you do not need to read any other book upon the subject. This may sound narrow and egotistical, but consider there is no more scientific method of computation and mathematics than by addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. (laughs) No other method is possible. There can be but one shortest distance between two points. There is only one way to think scientifically, and that is to think in the way that leads by the most direct and simple route to the goal. No man has yet formulated a briefer or less complex system, he put the in words uh, system in quotes, than the one set forth herein. It has been stripped of all non-essentials. And I would agree, like I said, I've told you guys, I've read a lot of books, um, listened to a lot of audio books within the last maybe six months, um, having to do with manifest manifestation, wealth, and money. And this is by far the most concise, sweet, short, and sweet, and to the point um, booklet out there. Um, But everything else that you read will just be complimentary to this. But um, if you're new to this, you don't want to get swamped, like he said earlier, with all of the different theories and metaphysical approaches and different mantras and what to say and what not to say and how to feel and all that. This is pretty much just straightforward and sweet and to the point. And I would agree with what he's saying here. So he says it's been stripped of all non-essentials. When you commence on this, 
lay all others aside, put them out of your mind altogether. He says, read this book every day, keep it with you. Now, if you want to follow that, you can download the free PDF. Um, that that's what I'm reading from right now. Um, but you can also listen to the audiobook. It's like one hour and 15 minutes. Um, this is great. Like if you have a commute, you know, a long commute, um, you can listen to it throughout the day and, um, you can listen to it on YouTube. So it says, read this book every day, keep it with you, commit to it, commit it to memory and do not think about other systems and theories. If you do, you will begin to have doubts and to be uncertain and wavering in your thought, and then you will begin to to make failures. After you have made good and become rich, you may study other systems as much as you please, but until you are quite sure that you have gained what you want, do not read anything on this line but this book, unless it be the authors mentioned in the preface. So we had read the preface, and he had mentioned a couple of people, um, authors that you can read. It says, and read only the most optimistic comments on the world's news, those in harmony with your picture. He says, also postpone your investigations into the cult. Do not dabble in theosophy. Theosophy, which is like theology and philosophy. Do not dabble in theosophy, spiritualism, or kindred spirits. It is very likely that the dead still live and are near. But if they are, let them alone. Mind your business. Right? It's that whole idea that you can be alive and, and still be dead spiritually or unconscious, not awake. Okay, so it says, whether the spirits of the dead may be wherever the spirits of the dead may be, they have their own work to do and their own problems to solve, and we have no right to interfere with them. We cannot help them, and it is very doubtful whether they can help us, or whether we have any right to trespass upon their time if they can. That's that's a whole message, and that's a whole word, and I know that will trigger some people, but... I am learning, right? Let the dead and the hereafter alone and solve your own problem. You know what? It's funny. Like I would say within the last maybe 60 to 90 days, I've been, when I pull cards or stuff, sometimes a message will be like, bruh, stay in your own lane. Sis, stay in your own lane. And here you are, you're seeing it again. It's like, solve your own problem. Okay, um, get rich. That's what he says. Solve your own problem. Get rich. If you begin to mix with the occult, you will start mental cross currents, which will currently, which will surely bring your hopes to shipwreck. Now, this and the preceding chapters have brought us the following statements of of basic facts. So he has one, two, three, four like facts. Let me see if I can. I just looked at the time. Try to read them in three minutes. It says, there is a thinking stuff from which all things are made and which in its original state permeates, penetrates, and fills the inner spaces of the universe. A thought in this substance produces the things 
that is imagined by thought. Man can form things in his thought, and by impressing his thought upon formless substance, can cause the thing he thinks about to be created. In order to do this, man must pass from the competitive to the creative mind. He must form a clear mental picture of the things he wants and hold the picture in his thoughts with the fixed purpose to get what he wants. And the unwavering faith that he does get what he wants, closing his mind against all that may tend to shake his purpose, dim his vision, or quench his faith. And in addition to all this, we shall now see he must live and act in a certain way. So that was great. We're in, next week we'll be reading from acting in a certain way. Oh, you guys, you can't make this up. This is perfectly in alignment with us going into Aries action. Oh, good night. I just love this stuff. Acting in a certain way. And like I've said before, this is not the type of the book where you pick and select or skip over certain chapters or just get to this chapter where it's about the actions. You absolutely need the foundation. And now we're going to be getting ready. This is going to be perfectly right in alignment with Aries. Um, Pisces was very much about the thought, the mental, your belief system, I believe. And now we're going to switch into I am and I am taking action. So you'll definitely want to come back for the next reading of um, the science of getting rich. That's going to be like page 52 of 77. And then the week after that, we're going to go into efficient action. So that's probably going to fall in, in um, Aries season two. Um, then it's going to be getting into the right business. And then the impression of increase, um, the advancing man, I'm about to run out of time, cautions and con concluding observations. So we'll be done with this book um, in the next month or so. Super excited. Stay tuned. Be blessed. Let's get ready to take some action. Remember, the goal is to get rich. Stay in your lane. Focus on yourself. Keep it positive. Keep it high vibrational. Until the next pretty podcast. Peace.